I remember back when it came out and I thought that like, oh, this isn't that bad. Like, I, rem- I remember it like excusing it. Like, oh, well, it's all right. Like, it's not that bad. Mostly because I thought like, oh, Harley was dope in this and I like Deadshot. Will Smith and Margot Robbie just have really good chemistry and they played their roles really well. And then it had Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. So yeah. it was like, oh, okay, this is hot. But no, it's an awful movie. <laughs> this movie is actually <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but like that, those three that were one really- That one model girl cannot act. <laughs> like that weird like dance thing she was doing when she was moving she was trying to give like Aaliyah's queen of the damn Akasha coming out the club it wasn't working though. it was, it real was not cute it was not cute she could not act the movie is also high key racist like <laughs> I think um they think the Eternals are going to win? No, absolutely not. (laughs) Do you? I don't know. They just had their movie come out. What that mean? Synergy is hot, you know. Synergy is hot. Now now will they cause some casualties and and shake some shit up? Yes. Gilgamesh alone. I tweeted this. I was like, Gilgamesh alone is clearing the island. I'm sorry. They're, they're not Ooh. seeing it. <laughs> that, but no, 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 that's not true. That's not true because he's not beating Danny. She's clearing him. I mean, somebody. I mean, sure. I'll give her that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's this is not happening. It's not happening. Especially especially if she pulls like one of those things that she did during um the X-Men Dark Avengers crossover where she went to Hella and got some of her Valkyrie strength back and she took down Ares. It's over. That was yeah, a hot Valkyrie. moment. Valkyrie Dan, I don't know why they won't let her like go full back on Valkyrie. They keep playing with great. it and they putting her in that suit. Just let her do it. Get her yeah. Do it. Don't send her to the Thor books right now, because I'm not reading them. But when I go back to reading them, <laughs> send her over. That would make you go back to reading them. Okay. Okay. That's it. All right, y'all. What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of another relaunch. Um, you know what? This week I want to be. Oh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Uh-oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it's binary. <laughs> binary is hot. I think binary. Uh, <laughs> we're just talking about. I'll be. Da- mm, I'll be Danny. I was gonna say maybe I should okay. be Aries, but Aries hasn't been in a comic since God knows when. So I'll be Danny. Well, I think the last time he was in a comic, he got ripped in half, right? I mean, but, but still. or did he come back since there? No, I don't think he's come back since then. I don't think. Which is like kind of crazy when you think about it. Right, because everybody like... then came back since then. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Um, I'm all right. It it quote unquote snowed here in the district over the weekend. Oh my! Ew. It didn't do anything, child. It was like I woke up this morning. It was like a light dusting of snow, if you could even call it that. They were talking about some. Oh, we might get between like four to eight inches. None of that happened. And I was like, honestly, snow on a Friday is ridiculous. Don't snow unless you're going to get me out of work. True. Yeah. 
I haven't experienced snow in a long time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I do I do detest the snow, so I am a little jealous of you about that. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's been nice here over the weekend. Uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Hope you got your coat bundled up. <laughs> I'm leaving the house. It's fine. I've got my groceries. They got delivered. I don't do this. I don't go nowhere anyway. So, like, <laughs> it's nice out. It don't matter. I ain't going nowhere. That's also everybody getting sick. I don't got time. Okay. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and get into these comics of the week. Up first, we have uh, Action Comics, and this is written by uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by uh, Ricardo Federici. Oh, I love And art. yeah, this was another, I mean, I don't know what to say at this point. Like, <laughs> this whole World World Saga of Action Comics has been fantastic and such a great, like, insight into Superman. Um, yeah. You know, I've always been kind of a Superman hater. I won't lie. I was not the biggest <laughs> fan of <him>. We all are. <laughs> I, was, I was one of those people who used to be like, oh, he's boring. <laughs> but, you know, um, you really see just how, like, deep of a character he is and how he sees these things differently. I really liked in this the issues with him fighting. You know, everyone on World World who becomes a slave has to fight, mm-hmm. and that's how their chains get longer. And um, him talking about, like, the other, I think that's Velocians, I think how they pronounced their people. He was yeah. in that, uh, in jail with him saying, you know, you fight like you don't care. Like, you just throw punches or you try to catch them in midair. <laughs> You're fighting like you still have your powers, which is an interesting thing to think about. Like, if I had Superman's powers, like, that's probably how I would fight too. Like, I know you really can't hurt me. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's just like, what, do, what you want to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> but out here, you know, he's losing his powers and they've got a red sun. So he hasn't been doing that great. Um, this We see some great stuff with Natasha Irons. She has become like a ironsmith now there. She is, has a very long chain uh, because she's been defeating a lot of people. And now she's actually working with the ironsmiths and uh, she's going to help Superman she gave him a weapon because he needs to learn how to be a better fighter. And at the end of this, we see Midnighter has helped with a lot of these like w- other slaves. He's helped them out. And because he's going to go rescue his man. And who do we see? Mm-hmm. Apollo. <laughs> it looks like he's been chained up underground. Um, and uh, we learned that like Warworld itself is built on top of another planet. So uh mm-hmm. It's like mystery stuff going on with the world that I thought was really interesting. Um, I'm excited. Apollo's getting yeah. ready to come back. This is a great issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought. I mean, you liked it. <laughs> I, liked it. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed this issue a lot. I really, so Federici um, used to draw Aquaman back in the day. He did a couple of arcs for him during the Dan Abner era. So I was really excited to see his art come back. It's a very, like, broad, painted style, uh, but it's beautiful and it's very dynamic. And I enjoyed it, and I especially love the way that the colors kind of played throughout this issue, like when Clark was down in the prisons and it was green versus when Midnighter was going to rescue Apollo and the screens were yellow versus, like, when they were talking to Natasha and it was red. I think, like, all of that really just kind of impacted the story a lot. Johnson's killing it. I don't know what to say. 4.5 4.5 out yeah. of 5 for me. Definitely a 4.5 out of 5 for me as well. Um, really great issue. 
I'm excited for more. Totally. All right, up next is Wonder Girl number seven, and this was written by Joel Jones. And did she also do the art? She did not do the art for this one. This was by Leila Del Luca. Um, she's okay. she's kind of you you know. Let me start off by saying this is Joel Jones' staying account. Okay, I think we all know that. I love that woman, but the ongoing book life might not be for her. And I'm sorry. I don't think so. <clears throat> Maybe mm-hmm. we can do some one shots every now and again. I really think DC should kind of like emphasize her on her covers and her character design. I think all of those are amazing. But unfortunately, like the ongoings that she's tried to have, I feel like a lot of the same issues are happening and they're actually getting a little bit worse as time goes on. I will be also sad to say that this is the last issue of Wonder Girl. I believe eight was solicited, but it has been canceled. And I won't say that this kind of feels like it was abruptly canceled. It feels like the end of the story, but also that's kind of just like how Joelle writes. It's still like, okay, this could have been done anyway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. But basically Yara and the Amazons have like all infiltrated, um, well, the other Amazons have infiltrated Olympia so they can free Yara and get her back. We see Donna there, Cassie is there, big battles are going on. We come across the man who killed Yara's mother back in the day. Come to find out it is her lover, Eros, who has been like trying to guide her through. And he talks about, you know, he used to do bad things for Zeus. And so he's trying to reform, but he wants Yara to be there with him. They fight, he takes the spell off of her. So she's not in love with him anymore. Cassie yells at Zeus about how she is his favorite granddaughter and he needs to let Yara go to discover her own fate. Zeus is like, whatever, they let her go. The Amazons leave. And Trial of the Amazons is coming. That's interesting that this is the last issue and that there was a solicit for the next one. And yet, yeah. <laughs> this does truly sound like it didn't need, it could have just ended anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, if if people have been listening uh, in previous episodes, I dropped this book and said that I was going to jump back into this series yeah. As it once it tied into the trial of the Amazons, but it got canceled before it even got there. But yeah. Yara's kind of, I, I feel a little bad. I feel like her star has like really fallen. And like it was a very quick ascent. I feel like once she was first introduced, like Future State and the 5G and all that stuff, like there was a lot of momentum behind it. She was going to get the CW yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, woo. 5G Wonder Woman. She was going to, she was Future State Wonder Woman. Like the book started to get a lot of delay issues. The CW show didn't get picked up. Um, Nubia came and like took a lot of momentum from her. I think I know everyone doesn't agree with me on that, but I'm sorry. And I do think there's still space for them to exist together, but I just think a lot of the things that a lot of people were excited about about for Yara have kind of faltered. Yeah. Unfortunately, but I think this issue. I think is- also, I think it also could have had a lot to do with like, Joelle is great artist and um her writing can be whatever, but like she's also a white woman, so I don't know if people could get like people could get fully behind her writing. Doing yara. like the Brazilian girl. Yeah. 
I can see that as well. I think a lot of passes were made for the art sometimes, which is like beautiful. Again, love Joelle. This is a stand account for sure, but I just don't think the ongoing book life was for her. She had some similar issues on Catwoman. I think designs and like, she should be redesigning DC like it's nothing. Okay. Oh, for All sure. Yeah. Have yes. costumes. Mm-hmm. Great. Any type of events, like when they do like death metal and all those things, and people get like weird designs, she should be doing all of that. Like that's her bag. She's fantastic at that. But I think I'm still excited for Trial of the Amazons. I think that's going to be a really fun time. It's going to be really interesting to see kind of this new Amazon group a little bit more and like what they can do and what they bring to the table. It's going to be lots of great art. A lot of great people are writing it. We'll get there. I say this issue, I give it a three out of five. The series as a whole, I'll also give it a three out of five. I thought it was fine. I think it took a little while to get started, and unfortunately now it's over. But we'll see what's next for Yara on the horizon. There is going to be a two-issue Trial of the Amazon miniseries for her, I think. So that'll probably kind of like set the status of what goes forward next. That She might just be like the Wonder Woman of this new group of Amazons. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Maybe. Well, we'll see what I'm gonna try out. Uh, try the Amazon. So I think it's gonna maybe be we'll good. See what's going on with, I think so too. So maybe we'll see what's going on more with the RA there. <clears throat> All right. And uh, up next is Excess of Wolverine number one. And this is written by uh, Benjamin Percy with art, with art by uh, Federico Valentini. And, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know. What do you mean? Uh, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. I don't know if I liked it as much as uh, X Lives of Wolverine. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like, needed, though, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't feel needed. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> I also feel like. So in this issue, you know, Mystique is after Moira. Mm -hmm. I feel like if Mystique immediately left to go after Moira right after, you know, they did the stuff in Inferno, it kind of takes away from everything that they just did. Like, she could have just, she could have just killed Moira in front of Cypher and, like, been done with it. Right. But she goes out and then you immediately run out after her. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of, I don't know, I think it was weird. I also am, like, just kind of coming, I guess, off my Wolverine high and just being like, why does this need to be, like, 10 weeks of this? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't need to have this do a whole back and forth between this. This could have all just been one thing. The arc could have been arc and Wolverine. Okay. Could have been. <laughs> I do, I do think the art was great. This artist also did the Captain America and Winter... I mean, not Captain America, the Falcon and Winter Soldier miniseries that they had a few months mm-hmm. ago for Sam and Bucky. So it's nice to see him like coming back and getting more work. I think he's got a really kinetic, dynamic style. And <clears throat> Jane, when she pops up, she looks good. And like her Valkyrie suit, she looks So good. in this issue, we see that Moira like has developed cancer... Um, and she can't even get any cocoa pills because there's like a long wait list for them and it doesn't matter because those pills don't even like cure cancer Um, and uh, Mystique shows up as one of the nurses there and is about to you know kill her but Valkyrie pops in the window 
and stops Mystique, and then Moira gets away. Um, I did think I was not expecting Valkyrie to pop up. I'm not gonna lie, when she did, I was like, "What is she doing here?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's her new role now. She protects those who are about to die. She just be like hovering over hospitals. <laughs> well, so, well, she, well, first of all, she's a doctor. Okay. She's doctor, so let's start getting She works in the hospital. But well, she got she got in trouble, so they put her in the morgue. But because of her like new Valkyrie sense and all that, she can now see people who are close to death or who have death hovering over them. And so she tends to go towards those people. So with Moira having cancer, I'm pretty sure she gets like that energy and that draw. And then Mystique pops up. So she's like, oh, girl, you really about to die now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of... Which I'm okay with. Yeah. Moira's got to go. For sure. Sorry. She, she is trying to take out the mutants. She got to go. But, like, I don't know if we needed a whole, like, thing for this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Agreed. Because by the end of it, we see that Krakoa has, like, a tumor, I guess you can kind of look at it. He, like, has burst this thing and it is a warlock wolverine um it was weird yeah so it's like it's like krakoa like you know birthed this like tumor of a warlock wolverine which is going to be terrorizing people on krakoa probably i don't know normally i'm always into like some like random like fun (laughs) superhero crazy stuff but this one hidden it's just weird a couple of yeah. the X-Books were weird, too. Did you read the Marauders Annual? Why would I do that? Okay, well, that was also a weird <laughs> issue. Um, the Iceman was in it. He was sit- he was sleeping in a hot tub with Christian Frost. So, and Somnus... down, baby. I said Somnus had them in, like, a dream state. I guess they were at prom or something like that. And Christian Frost's father was like in the floor yelling at him, and he was like stepping on him. It was like so weird. It was like it, it was just weird. It really also awesome doing like a gay boys at prom. <laughs> but it was like <laughs> I spent thirty. Let it go. Because you're in a hot tub. You're in the hot tub. You're sleeping in the hot tub at that. Like the characters are sleeping, and then like Somnus, this character who we don't even know, who we just met, this young Italian man, is like. Giving you this, lets me know. I did too until Steve Orlando tweeted that he was Italian, and then my world was shook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, first of all, it, it's weird because like, why are you guys with Somnus? Why would you ask him to do this? Why would you ask him to do this specifically? And then like, why would you do it while sleeping in a hot tub? Why are we sleeping in a hot tub? Because his powers only work while you asleep. Mm. The dream. So it's they weird. were all in the hot tub kicking it, and then they said, "Oh, let's go back to prom." But <laughs> only for your powers to work, we got to go to sleep. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Xbox was weird. That was weird. This X Deaths of Wolverine issue was weird. It was weird. I'm sorry. I don't think I. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Not, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm... back. I'm gonna go back to X Lives and see what that's given next week. But X Deaths, if this is what it's, I don't know. Even X Lives, that's my beginning to be honest. It's like <laughs> we need to keep going back in time for you to save and Charles Xavier. Like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> it's like a blast of passport. I mean, Wolverine sells. He does. King. I respect it. I think I certain things, I mean, let's be honest here. Certain things sell. Like 
let's be honest. I saw that Trial of Magneto was like selling very well while it was coming out. Magneto's name is in a title. It's yeah, Magneto. It <laughs> it's Magneto. So this is literally like you selling this as like a hox pox thing with these two series, but it's Wolverine. It's money. It's gonna sell. He's a king. He's a king. He's <laughs> a king. Yeah. You gotta respect him. Sell. You have to love him. I'm here for it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm reading. I might like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out the next issue of X Lives and probably the next issue of X Deaths just to be hundred percent sure. But if they're not really giving what I want, then I might just wait for this to hit Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, we'll see what's going on. What would you rate this issue? I give it a three. I think the art was fantastic. I think I, I think there were some elements of the story that feel a little weird, especially with like Moira and the cancer stuff. And then like also, does she not get cancer in any of her other lives? Whatever. That's a whole other question. Maybe that'll get answered too. I'll leave that one alone. But the art was probably like the highlight for me. Seeing Jane, I get the idea. It's fine. It's weird, but it's fine. Yeah, I'd give it a three out of five for me. It's like it's weird, but fine. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know if I personally feel like we need this for me, but yeah. we'll see. Okay, uh, up next is Devil's Reign, number three, and this is written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Marco Cicchetto. And um, we continue along when learning more about like what the Kingpin is going to be doing with all of the heroes and the villains. This issue opens up with a very beaten and bruised um Ben, I think it's Ben Parker, Ben Kane, Ben Kane. Um, what was the other uh, clone of Peter Parker? Oh, I forget uh, his name. It's Ben. Um, I forget his last name. But he has is in jail, and the Human Torch ben and the thing come to break him. Ben Riley. Yes, I don't know why I kept thinking of Ben Kane. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I think oh, there's another clone named Kane. Never mind. He guys, Peter's got a lot of clones. I only knew Ben Riley because I've been like specifically seeing people tweet about Ben Riley. I don't yeah. actually know who Ben Riley is. <laughs> ben, ben Riley is a clone of Peter Parker. You know, like the whole clone saga thing that is like a famous Spider-Man story is okay. like there was this clone of Peter Parker like created and like the way that the issues happened was like you're reading the issues but by the end of it you find out that you've been reading about the clone the whole time and like the clone mm -hmm. realizes that like he runs into peter parker and he's like seeing peter parker make out with mary jane he's like that's not right like oh wait i'm the clone and he's that's like the big reveal that oh yeah like the character you have been reading about like had been yeah ben riley and he was a clone I don't like clones. I'm you know sorry. how to about those, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, currently he has a lot of fans because he's become Scarlet Spider. Like he has his own like Spider-Man name, lives, got his own life or whatever. Currently in comics, he is Spider-Man because Peter Parker is in a coma, I think. Oh. But either way, yeah, Ben Riley is Spider-Man. Right got now. some stuff going on. Like he'd be yeah. down bad. Yeah. Um, but he is in jail because all vigilantes are, you know, are allowed Damn. to be out there like that, like they're banned. And um, who shows up but Human Torch and Thing to break him out of jail because they say that man is a good person. Like, 
we're gonna help our friend and because <laughs> the, the cops in there have been beating Ben Riley. Like his face is already beat up because Taskmaster like threw him out of that window in the last issue. But then he got arrested mm-hmm. by the police because vigilantes are banned. And while inside, like the cops are like doing the whole bad cop thing and like slamming his head into the door. I mean, to, to, to the table. So the Fantastic Four, I mean, well, the Human Torch and um, Thing come and take him out of jail because he has just like hasn't been arrested fully yet. Like he's still like being charged. They come and take him out. <laughs> Human Torch. If you are reading Fantastic Four, I'm not, but I know this, that, that <laughs> Human Torch's powers have been, like, messed up where he can't turn them off. Um, mm-hmm. So he kind of, like, literally just walks through a door. He's like, oh, sorry about your door, because I can't turn my powers off, which I thought was a really cool oh. scene. Um, they rescue him. We see Luke Cage give his mayor speech out to people, how he's running for mayor. Um Sue is in jail and she's been meeting with her attorney and she's like, you know, like what's going on here? We have to like stop Kingpin from getting this crazier. And her attorney's like, you know, we're doing the best we can. She slips a paper clip from the papers that she likes told her. So it makes me show that uh, Sue is going to do something in jail. I don't know what. Um, Kingpin is starting to realize that like his memory had been erased as far as like knowing who Daredevil's memory of who his identity was. Mm-hmm. And Purple Man tells him, like, you know, I feel something like that. This it feels like my own abilities. Oh, it was my kids. And um mm-hmm. reveals that oh, it was my kids, the one that did this. Kingpin wants to go and find all of his children now. I don't know if he wants to kill them, probably. I'm about to but say to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Kingpin wants, Kingpin wants to like rally up all the kids, like make the. He says he wants to use it to make his like mind control device that mm. he's using with Purple Man stronger. But I don't know if he's going to like get rid of all of them at the end of it. Well, he tells Doc Ock like, you know, I need to get those kids. Like, would they make my machine stronger? And Doc Ock's like, yeah, it will. But like, I'm not going to help you get kids. Like, that's not what I do. <laughs> I don't like kidnap kids. I'm just a scientist. He's like, I'll help you with the machine, but like, I'm not going to kidnap kids. So Kingpin is like, okay, I'll have someone else do it. So we'll see what's going to happen there. Um, then we get more of the, some of the kids now, they're like the Purple Man's kids. They're coming back to come and kill Purple Man. I don't know why they want to kill him. Probably because he's a fan. They want to kill him. Blood. <laughs> These superheroes now, like they are meeting underground and they're like, having this conversation about we need to stop Kingpin and all of a sudden She-Hulk is like you know maybe we shouldn't maybe he's right maybe superheroes are bad like maybe we do always bring up villains and they're like what She-Hulk like you can't be serious you can't think he's right and all of a sudden um, Jessica Jones is like wait I know this this is Purple Man like I know that this Mm -hmm. is influencing us right now just start turning on each other so then all of them feel like, well, we need to just go to Kingpin right now <laughs> and just stop this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Captain America is like, I don't really know if that's a smart idea. Daredevil's like, well, we going anyway, with or without you. Okay, like, what's up? Like, <laughs> I think it's a source. I know that's right. That's why that's my boy. That's what I'm he talking leaves, about. He leaves, and they're, like, about to break into the mayor's place because... I didn't read the tie-in, but I like I do appreciate when like you know they acknowledge tie-ins and stuff. I guess Kingpin mm-hmm. is um, 
his mansion and stuff and all his properties like seized. So he's been staying in the mayor's office, like staying at Congress. So they're, they're like trying to break into there to go straight to Kingpin. Um, and <laughs> Spider-Man, Miles Morales is like, are we sure about this? Like, do we really need to be breaking into like Congress right now? <laughs> says like, kid, we're vigilantes. Like part of being a vigilante is like, sometimes we have to do what other people can't do. <laughs> and okay. then all of a sudden, all of them get attacked by these um, superior foes is kind of what you can kind of call them right now because um, Doc Ock, he had um, access to the Fantastic Four's base and he got access to Reed Richards' bridge where he used to like bridge to other universes and like try to meet other people and all that kind of stuff with in the Fantastic yeah. Four, their explorers. Well, he had been using that bridge to access other universes that had superior versions of himself i don't know if anyone remembers when doc ock took over spider-man's body and he was superior spider-man that was a fun era um well he found other universes where he did that with other heroes so there's a superior ghost rider a wolverine and an a um always wolverine and a hulk and all of them have like extra arms. Uh, the Wolverine has like uh, spider arms on the back of them, like the like mechanical mm-hmm. ones. And okay. they, Doc Ox, he brings them in. They're all attacking uh, the heroes. And we get get a flashback of um, uh, like what's his what's uh, Matt's lawyer friend? Foggy. Yes, Foggy's going back into his office. When he opens his door, someone knocks him out. It looks like one of Kingpin's guards, and they like beat him bloody. Always Foggy. Um, I, I will. I've been Devil's Reign a lot. Before. It's a it's a fun like Daredevil event, I guess you can kind of call it. It's a better yeah. spin, in my opinion, on like Civil War. Yeah, I won't lie to you. I um I forgot to pick this issue up. <laughs> I wasn't because I wasn't really sure how I felt about the first two, so I was like, I don't know. Uh, but this sounds hot, and I really yeah. like the way the Daredevil's like, let's just go to the source. I also kind of like that Miles is in this, and mm-hmm. without like Peter. Yeah, I feel like you know this is kind of like I think a lot of people like to go back and forth. I'm sorry, not people, a lot of racist folks like to try and do the whole like. Miles is in Spider-Man thing and it's like he's always got to be in something with Peter or that's like really when it's remembered I like that he is in this like as Spider-Man doing his own thing with his own relationships with these heroes like that's kind of cool yeah he they recognized him as Spider-Man even though uh, as I said earlier that Ben Riley is Spider-Man right now uh, mm-hmm. they recognize Miles as his own Spider-Man they call him Spider-Man too when there is no Peter around yeah. um so yeah, it's great. I like this issue a lot. Four out of five for me for sure. Um, great okay. art and Daredevil. I did appreciate Daredevil. Like they were all down there. Like you know, we found out that this was Kingpin using Purple Man. He was like, "Well, we can just go kick his ass right now." <laughs> so I appreciated yeah. that. Um, I've always liked whenever stories really highlight the different characters and how they would react in situations. Not everyone kind of doing the same thing. Um, so I like that. Okay, I'm into it. And up next is Iron Man number 16, and this is by Chris Cantwell with art by Abram Robertson. And, okay, 
I started picking up Iron Man because Korvac was in this, right? Mm-hmm. I remember. And I won't even lie. This has been a pretty good series. Iron Man fans, y'all won. <laughs> I know like we haven't I know we haven't really been talking about him a lot on this show because um I'm not the biggest Iron Man fan and um I don't think you are either, Keenan. And but I picked this up truly because like Korvac was in it and he's one of my favorite villains. Go ahead and listen to the last episode if you want to get a little bit more information on Korvac. Um but I really actually enjoyed a lot of this. The way that the characters are really written, I really enjoyed um, Hellcat in this. Um, she, I didn't know that she was dealing with coming back. She had been brought back to life, but she died because of a suicide that she, mm-hmm. uh, when she took her life and her dealing with her mental issues after like being in hell because mm-hmm. she was married to- um, Damon Hellstrom. Hellstrom, yeah. Like For those that, who don't that know, stuff. that like that um that suicide storyline was like obviously for a lot of reasons super controversial when it came out but hellcat specifically because she had always been portrayed as like this really like fun upbeat bubbly character and then like it was such a shift about like the depression and how dealing with hell and hellstrom had like really made her sad and then she's like in the mirror and she's like looking at herself and she's shrunk and then she like kills herself and then she comes back eventually because a bunch of the avengers go to hell and Hawkeye is like fighting for a soul that he thinks is Mockingbird, but Mephisto has tricked them, and it's actually Hellcat. So Patsy comes back to life. Oh, um, well, yeah, she mm-hmm. talks about that in this issue, and like gets really deep, and I really appreciated the way that it was addressed in this. Um, so, like I said, Iron Man fans, y'all won. The art mm-hmm. previously, so like this issue, I wasn't the biggest. I wasn't the biggest fan of the art in this issue. But the artist on the previous issues, I think his name is Kafu, I did like his art a lot. Um, oh, I remember this, him. Yeah, I really did like I really did like his stuff. He um, used to draw um <clears throat> what's her name? He, he drew Jane's Valkyrie book. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. They want to. He's a, he's a really good artist. Um, but this issue Previously in the story, Iron Man had been fighting and going after Korvac. Like I've said on my character panel, Korvac usually wins, and he did in this one. He actually ended up getting the power cosmic from Galactus's ship, reached his final form, where he is like this cosmic being. Except this time, Iron Man also was able to like absorb the power cosmic, and he also became like a cosmic being. And the two of them had this like crazy fight, and the big cosmic like entities got involved and they took Korvac and basically like locked him into a prison and instead of taking the power cosmic from Iron Man they let him keep it which Mm. they said because like they were going to like let him decide his own fate they let him keep it this issue is about Iron Man coming back to Earth now except he has this power cosmic before he comes back, all of his friends are meeting up and they're like, you know, if he has a power cosmic, this is not going to look good. We all know Tony. We all like him. But like, let's be honest, him with this mm-hmm. kind of much power is not going to go very well. And that's basically what happens in this issue. Iron Man comes back. The Avengers come to stop him. And he's like, you know, I'm not going to fight you guys. I'm going to I'm only here to help. And. Mm-hmm. Captain America keeps like cutting him off where he's like, I'm gonna like help. And Cap's like, no, you need to give this up. And finally he like 
kind of showcases his cosmic power. And he's like, no, you need to listen. Like, I'm not going to go crazy with this power. I'm going to, like, make everyone smart. So he made, like, and he started with just New York. He was like, just as an experiment, I'm going to just start here and then we'll go further out. But he made everyone, like, as smart as he is. <laughs> um, and... He always playing God with somebody. Like, sit down yeah, somewhere. This is going to end up... This is going to go very poorly for him. Um, I thought there was a funny scene in this where people are kind of wondering if they feel any differently or, like, they feel smarter. And Reed... Um, some Sue was like, Reed, do you feel any differently? And he's like, I think I feel a little dumber. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then we see a lot of these people, like, all across New York, like, they start to, like, start having these very smart and engineer-based conversations. Um, and the, I guess one of Iron Man's villains is called, like, The Big Wheel or something like that. He tries to, like, I don't know who he is, but he, like, wakes up from a coma and now that he's smart, like Iron Man, he tries to like go off and he normally he's a villain, I guess. And Hellcat mm-hmm. saw him and thought like, oh, I think he's going to go out and do some villainous things. We need to stop him. But really, he wanted to like s- stop traffic. <laughs> like he came up with some plan to like completely stop traffic. And Iron Man is like, you know, this is what happens when we get ahead of ourselves and like make these assumptions about people when they have this kind of power. And um, the issue ends by Hellcat saying, you know, I don't like what's going on with Tony having this power. We need to, like, mm-hmm. do something about this. And who is she speaking to? Doom. She Queen. is... <laughs> she goes to Dr. Doom and is like, we need to figure out something, like, to do with Tony and his power cosmic. So I might end up reading the next issue now because y'all know I like Doom. So... I do like Doom. Keep me posted. I'm not going to pick it up. <laughs> but... Hellcat's great. I like the Doom thing. I don't mm-hmm. like Tony, though. You may want to talk out the other issues. Hellcat was fairly prominent in a lot of them. They kind of separated the two of them. Like, uh, Tony got, like, trapped in some planet or whatever, and, like, Hellcat was with the team doing other stuff. And you get some insight on her. Again, I had had no idea about the stuff with her dealing with, like, mm-hmm. the mental stuff. And I, what I appreciated was that it was discussed in, like, a very positive way. I think it was issue... They've been issued like nine or ten, I think, mm-hmm. um, around there, where she was kind of having these kind of spotlights. So check that out if you do like Hellcat. And the Korvac yeah. stuff. What happened now with Korvac, he, him being like trapped by the entities, I mean, eventually he's going to break out. Perfect time for Blue Marvel to be his, like, his villain. Wake so it up. He's, Wake it hey, up. Writers, if y'all are listening to this, he's out there waiting <laughs> for Wake you to use him up. as a villain. Uh, what would you rate this one? Um, honestly, I would give this issue a, a 3.5 out of 5. I wasn't the biggest fan of the art, but I do like the... I do like that it isn't some kind of like, uh, oh, Tony got this power cosmic, and now he's going to kind of take over the world, and he's like a maniacal kind of crazy villain thing. That was more of we're seeing the differences in how he would react to certain things now that he has his power cosmic, and people mm-hmm. kind of listening to him. It seems like the one of the biggest things that this book harps on is that like Tony has always wanted to feel seen. Um, so I am yet. obviously this exactly obviously this is going to go poorly for him because he's going to get out of hand with the power cosmic. Um, but I'm interested to see where it goes. Okay, shout out we'll to the Iron Man fans. Yeah, y'all won. I had no idea y'all were winning like this, but 
I know y'all won. And they got Alex Ross on the covers. Oh, that is good. Yeah. Okay, and uh, the final book of the week is X-Men number seven, and this is written by Jerry Duggan and art by Pepe Larraz. And um, right off the bat, I will say that this issue is one of the better ones, I think, of the series so far. I think I'm starting to really, like, come around to the series. And I've been having a thing of realizing that this is now, like, a reboot of the X-Men. They're no longer, like, a family anymore. The X-Men now, the mutants anyway, are a nation. And the X-Men are superheroes of the mutants. I think Mm -hmm. previously I've always... If y'all know me, I've always said that, like, before this moment now with Krakoa, if you were to ask me if the X-Men were superheroes, I would say no. Like, they were just mm-hmm. people with power. They were people with powers yeah. who um, are being hunted and feared, and, like, they're just kind of sticking together, or they were at a school. But now the X-Men are, like, superheroes and stuff, and that is being, like, redefined. And I really think I am enjoying kind of what's going on here with this superhero team. is the superhero aspects of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, this issue opens up with Dr. Stasis, who I think has become like a really fun villain. There's, we don't know too much about him, but like I think he's very entertaining. I love a mad scientist, and mm. he he created a bunch of these like gene spliced animals for the X-Men to basically fight. Um, and then uh, we later see that uh, Cyclops was resurrected. Mm-hmm. And um, he can't, he doesn't, he, he can't remember, obviously, how he died. And Emma knows, but she doesn't want to tell him how it happened because it was, like, too bad for her. He is like, all right, fine, but, like, I need to leave. I need to get back to the X-Men. And uh, this is where we see that she reached out to Jumbo Carnation and about, like, creating Captain Krakoa. Uh, there's obviously going to be some, like, friction now one. between um, the X-Men and the Council. Um, I think where the X-Men want to feel like they can operate independently and do what they want to do and not be like the agents of the council where they want to feel more like the agents of Krakoa. That makes sense. It's a, it's a, I think a pretty great thing that happened for the X-Men that you never really see for the Avengers anymore, where there's a clash Mm -hmm. with like the government, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where like the government's like, oh, you are. Because the Avengers are... pretty much like operate independently now. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. they used to be the government team. Exactly. Um, whereas I think like they would always have friction with the government. I remember like for remember when <laughs> I think Henry Gyrick actually was the one who came in and got rid of the whole roster and was like, oh, we need to have a black dude. So they brought on Falcon because we need to have a quota. And uh, then they. Did it again when they brought in um triathlon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I think that there's the X-Men now are gonna be having that friction with mm, the count the okay. council. Um and we do end up seeing how Cyclops did die. He was in this fight. We see him like take this really cool stand with his powers, and mm-hmm. we remember how that his uh, eye blasts are concussive and they can like bounce off of things when he does like these cool angles. Uh, we see some cool sync ups with sync. Basically, what happened was while rescuing a baby, Cyclops like got slashed in the throat, um, and mm. everybody saw it, so they couldn't just like bring him back around. And then that would mm. be a resurrection. 
Uh, I don't really know how they're going to get around with that. I guess technically they already did because they mind wiped um, uh, Ben Ulrich. And mm. since he was mind wiped, he so they found out that they he was mind wiped later and uh, that he had no memory of it. And Cyclops is like talking to Jean like, oh, like, were you the one who did it? And she's like, no, you can't think that I did that. And he was like, OK. It was Emma who probably was the one who mind wiped <laughs> Ben Ulrich. Of course it um, was. Exactly what she was supposed to do. Exactly what Jean should have done. <laughs> but she did it. Somebody should have. Somebody should have. <laughs> I mean, she's only going to, you know, get involved when she can make it about herself. Or when Cyclops tells her to. I only say when she's taking it about herself because she didn't have to, you know, step in with my girl. I appreciate her that she, like, <laughs> made her speak up for herself. <laughs> um, and I did appreciate that one, that uh, Lorna had to come around and check her and be like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, girl. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. But like, anyway, uh, we also see that Sync has, like, kind of had an upgrade now while they were out fighting all these monsters. He is able to um, sync with both Sunfire and Jean while she is like, but Jean is off in space because Polaris, Jean, and Rogue all went to space to do some stuff with the, probably to go handle probably the game world stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's able to like use her telekinesis. And according to like a data page, it seems as though A, when he was resurrected, his powers of like growing and B, not only do they think that it could have been possible that he is synced with Jean because she's so far away, then he actually is like imprinting powers on himself now, like he can kind of recall them. Um, but the tests were still like inconclusive. They need to see, and by they, I mean it was uh, Cecilia Reyes who was running these tests. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Personally, I feel like he's becoming a little too overpowered. I don't like sync. I'm sorry. And I've been trying to do like, you know, do the whole I don't want to go against the black guy thing. But it's just like I don't think he is a character that is made for me. I do not like his powers. I do not like the definition of his powers. And now he's like overpowered. I think that like I think power mimics as a whole are like super lazy. The only one who I typically tolerate is Rogue, and that's only because her power comes is like such a detriment to her. Like you get the mental capabilities of it. Like even when they tried to do the whole thing of her recalling powers, I thought that was too much. I think it should be she touches you, she gets it, it fades away. She can have control over it, like when she touches you, if it actually activates or not. But like that's about it. I, I think what. Once you have this character who can do everything that everybody does whenever he wants to, and then his whole thing is that he also does it better than you, and then you give him this recall ability, it's just like it's ridiculous at that point. Like you gotta go. <laughs> yeah, he could do too much then at that point. I am I am one that I like when powers uh, grow. Like every character should be able to grow with their powers or whatever and expand them. But like I don't know, there's a difference in like expanding and like adding extra to that's just like too much and it's like it's nothing that we haven't seen every power mimic kind of like gets this type of recall situation storyline bro i mean rogue even got her own again mm-hmm. um but it's just hope had one didn't she do the same thing kind of thing I don't, during i don't pay too much attention to hope i'm not gonna lie to you um <laughs> but 
it's just I just it, again like power mimics as a whole like I'm already just kind of turned off from it and then once you add this just extra aspect of it for him I just don't really see it I don't get it yeah he's a little too too powered I I prefer that if he was like I don't know maybe he could sync up with two people now instead of just one or something instead of it being like he could recall powers and sync up with someone and like is probably going to be an Omega level something because everyone loves that word. So. And then. Anyway. <laughs> whatever. Let him have his moment. I know the Generation X fans are like celebrating. Yeah, he's back. He's an X-Man. And, he's and this was like a spotlight for him. Damn. <laughs> I. I'm enjoying uh, the X-Men now, I think. This makes this issue makes the last issue seem a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I'm also realizing that this is only, like, the issue seven. We got a while to go, I think. So this whole thing about, like, Jean has her half in space and Cyclops has this team on the ground. So is this the split up that they were talking about, like, a few issues? Do you, I think so. Does that I don't make, know if this is going to be, like... Does that make term, you but... change the way you think about, like, the gala and like the new X-Men team. Like I remember we talked about, you know, maybe like Gene would get half or they would like split the two crews into like something different. But if like half, if they're showing the split now and Gene has her half in space and Cyclops has his half, does this make you think that like the teams will still stick around? I don't know. I used to think that they, the teams would stick around, but now I think maybe by the time the gala does come around that there will be a whole new team of people. Hey. Mm. Um, or at least like a, at least like a mix. Or I personally would rather it just be where the winner kind of joins because we really did just <laughs> get this team. I feel like, yeah, and yeah. they haven't really done much, um, especially when when you look at everything from House of X to Inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, from House of X to Inferno, and you look at the timelines for stuff that only happened over the course of like a few months. Yeah. Like I think like like <laughs> the timeline that Hickman used in the story, like all that stuff from that time only happened over the course of a few months. So yeah. it would be weird in my opinion, like they just got to, this team to have a whole other one already. Yeah. Mm, we'll I don't know. See. I guess we'll find out in June. Are they are they do you think they're gonna keep doing that? Like every year is just gonna be like a voted on one member is voted on and then like there's a whole new team? Yes. Like, do you think that's now a part of, like, the status quo is X-Men vote? Yes. I do. I'm sorry. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. I just think it's always going to be, like... Do you remember how... It used to be, like, astonishing. Like, they would give writer the astonishing X-Men and they tell, like, this kind of, like, self-contained story for however many issues. And it would just be this thing that trying the X-Men trying to be superheroes in some form or fashion. And then I think after Marjorie Lou came on, it kind of, like, switched itself a little bit. Um, uh-huh. And then it started to become more of, like, a series thing. I think X-Men is taking the place of what astonishing used to be. And it is now just going to be that book, like, where we have the voted team. We get the gala. It's an event. The Avengers used to throw their press conferences for the team. This is the X-Men for the next year or however long this writer wants to tell this kind of story about it. This will be the one you get. Mm. Oh, yeah. I forgot the Avengers to tell their press 
uh, releases for their teams too. Yeah, the X Men really are like being rebranded as like mutant the superheroes. Avengers. They're mutant Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> but they always kind of were. But like now it's official. But, yeah, it's much more official now. Because I feel like before it was like that's kind of how we saw them, like we the reader saw them. But like in universe, I don't think they were like superheroes like that. Yeah, no. Now there's like the whole like hated and fear thing for the mutants is gone. There's not really a reason to hate and fear them because they're all on their island. Now if people like don't really care about them, it's more like a political type of situation. Exactly. It's like, oh, you guys are doing all these things and it's like what makes you so superior? It's like I think again, it's just we've we've hit the next era of the X Men. Like this is the new line. Mm-hmm. My girl got her own book. It's cool. My girl will forever be known as the winner of that first X vote. <laughs> okay. History. Okay. Excuse me. History. Oh. Oh. I know that's right. Um, I would end up actually rating this issue, um, honestly, a four out of five. I liked it a lot. I enjoyed this the stuff with Cyclops, especially with him. Um, again, I don't think everyone is going to be getting some long drawn out speech about how what happened with them at the gala and why they, you know, said. Mm-hmm why they wanted to be on the roster for it, for the X-Men. Um, him just cutting up and saying, like, I am the X-Men. Honestly, that's all he really yeah. needs to say. He doesn't really need to plead his case because <laughs> that's a real Cyclops. Um, but, uh, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed the issue a lot, so definitely a four out of five. A great art, too. Okay. I, I, I think I'm going to tap back into this when we get to the gala. The, well, mm. it depends on if Firestar wins the vote or not. Yeah, I mean, she definitely won. That was a very high margin. She had amongst everybody else. What a what a woman! I'm so excited. Ah, and she'll get a new costume and everything. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> That'll be cool. We'll see. Definitely have that. I will. I hope. I really hope Lorna stays on that team. I really hope she doesn't get the boot. We'll see. It makes sense. I so. understand that like the the voted person would be the one that would change, but like, mm-hmm. I hope not. She's been if anything, if anything, I would say that like maybe the entire team won't change. Like a few members will stick around and we'll just like get like they'll write somebody out, and mm. we'll get like Firestar in and maybe like two other people. Because I don't think I don't mm. feel like Rogue is gonna stay on this team. I'm sorry to the Rogue fans. She should have stayed in Excalibur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her and other her and other world like being Rogue that would have been cool. She was using her powers there. You actually saw her. And she spoke. Hmm. I think in this, that's crazy. In this run, I think Emma Frost has spoken more than Rogue. (laughs) That's wild. That's wild. On that note, let's go ahead and take a break. (laughs) We'll come right back. (laughs) Cool. Welcome back, everybody, from our break. And today's panel discussion is going to be something that's been a little bit heavy on my mind lately, and it is the DCEU. Everything okay? 
No. <laughs> it's not okay. Oh, no, so honestly, honestly, no. There was um just one of the new posters got reviewed for the Batman, and I started thinking about the Batman in general. And I was like, oh, I'm actually kind of like excited for this movie. I've been a champion of Robert Patterson in the role since it got announced. I thought it was gonna be like kind of weird, kind of different. I love Zoe Kravitz, so as soon as she got announced, Selena, when I saw the trailer, I was all in. And then I started thinking about like, okay, what else is coming out from the DCEU right now? Because I know Peacemakers, I'm not watching that though, I'm sorry. But then I started thinking, oh, the Shazam movie's coming out, Black Adam's coming out. Uh, They announced that Aquaman 2 finished rapping. So I was like, that means their teaser trailer stuff is probably gonna be coming soon. And I was just like, there are some things happening. And I wanted to kind of look back at A, where we were, which was in the trenches, where we are now, slightly above the trenches. And like where we think we're going to go from here. Because again, DC is one of those companies that has announced a lot of things and a lot of things have not happened. However, now some of those things are starting to happen. Like Batgirl. They're trying. Mm -hmm. The movies are having, you know, and I'm also really excited for, and I want to talk talk about like anybody who you might be excited for. Because I personally, I don't think the movie is going to be that great, but I am ready for Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. 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 Uh, I can't believe they haven't released set photos of him yet or anything because I need to see what that costume looks like because I'm kind of fearful that they're going to go like the Legends of Tomorrow route and put him in like a full like armored suit or something or like cover up the chest. And it's like, no, I need green pants, a harness, and a mace. Take that shirt off. Um, and so to prepare for this i was actually re-watching a lot of dceu movies excuse me Mm. i did not watch wonder woman 1984 though that was the one i didn't watch either i said i can't do that (laughs) i'm sorry an immediate skip it was an immediate skip i was like no i'm done um but i did re-watch the snyder cut and it was still very long. And, you know, that one was also a little bit interesting because of all the stuff that's been going on in the press right now with Josh Whedon and Ray Fisher and, you know, really reigniting that case and all the things. And, like, oh, my God, Josh Whedon, what a horrible interview. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. read it, but he did the one that was supposed to kind of, like, clear up the rumors and all of those things about the stuff that was going on at WB and that movie. And he just made it worse. Like, and, like, Ray Fisher can't act, sure. But, like, you were still wrong. No mm-hmm. one in that movie could act. <laughs> right. <laughs> even, the, even the people who are, like, known for, like, acting were do, was doing bad acting. Like, it just wasn't mm-hmm. good. But I rewatched that. I rewatched the first Wonder Woman. I, have, I watch Aquaman all the time, so that one wasn't difficult to sit through again. I watched Shazam, and I feel like I actually liked that one a lot more than when I originally saw it. Birds of Prey. That was fun. That's actually probably my favorite DCEU movie so far. And shout out to Miss Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. You know what? Let's pull over for a second because there was a time, I want to say, around the New 52 when it was coming out, where I remember, I think it was maybe Jim Lee or someone over at DC was saying that like Harley Quinn was the fourth pillar of DC, that it was like the Trinity with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and Harley Quinn was that fourth pillar. And, you know, I remember people back then, like, laughed at it. And it was like, there's no way, like, it should be Green, it should be Green Lantern, or it should be The Flash, or anybody. And 
we gotta be honest here, y'all. <laughs> okay. You know exactly um, what it is. Harley Quinn has literally been carrying this, the DCEU, and like her comics have been selling like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. She really is like Everything. that girl. She yeah. is the connective tissue of the entire DCEU. And I like really hope they keep her on because I want to see her in the Batman. I want to see her and Chloe's Catwoman together. <laughs> oh, man. It. Damn, I that would it. be good. <laughs> like, come oh, on. I don't know if my I don't know if Margot Robbie said she was done. Or I don't even know how that would work because I don't know if they're all in the same universe, but just make it up. Just like do it, whatever. Like you got your multiverse, like I don't care. Put her in however you need to put her in. <laughs> she deserves. I need to see that. And then like journeys uh Black Canary is also supposed to be in Batwoman. I mean Batgirl. Oh man. Mm. So it's like I also really love Journey's Black Canary. Also really amazing, a really well done cast. That movie did really well with Cassie. I'm not actually that's not true. I didn't like Mary Elizabeth Winston as Huntress. But I also didn't like Huntress. Why not? I just wasn't into it. I mean she was good. They kind of like she was kind of bland. She was just kind of there. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um also, you know, I do feel bad about what they did to get the cast came fans. Yeah, they did definitely they did kind of mess that up. (laughs) (laughs) That was real. It was that was that was like that was like a taskmaster level blow. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> that was definitely a taskmaster level blow. Mm. But no, I think you know the DCU has made some decent castings here and there. I, I I'm always a little sorry for Henry Cavill and his Superman. Yeah. I feel like he really did want to kind of try. How do you, you drop the ball on that? How the hell you drop the ball on that? I don't know. Like, come on. That he was, is super fair. <laughs> like that was that was sick. I'd be sick. And it's just like and then for him to continuously say, like, I wanna do it. Like I wanna come back and be Superman. Like I wanna show like the fun happiness. But it's like, nah. You lost. But it's like also crazy because like, do you think they'll ever recast Superman? Yes. Because well, Man of Steel came out ten years ago. Well, that was the wrong question. I know they're gonna recast Superman. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they're gonna do it soon? Oh, I do think that I do think that someone eventually with because I know that they're going through some like managerial things right now because some I forget what position some higher position at DC he just left um, recently and um, (laughs) the reason I saw what the streets were saying was that he got picked up by Kanye West. yeah, for like some big, some like big thing. <laughs> no, that's but, right. Um, said, I know he was like, give me the money. He was like president of DC or something, and he like left. Um, oh, the so black I, guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. I remember when he got announced because I was really excited because I was like, oh, I, like he seemed like he knew what he was doing and like some things mm-hmm. kind of started making sense. I don't even think he's been in the road for longer than like two years. No, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> that's a good. That Kanye check must be nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like if they're going through some things like that. So they someone might come in, I think, and step up and want to do something with the movies post this flashpoint thing that they're trying to do right now. Um, so I do think that they will like recast it after that. Okay. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, to see who they cast. I mean, I hope they kind of go left field. Again, I was a huge fan of the Robert Pattinson casting. I think Pattinson's gonna kill it. I'm so excited. We'll see. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, only because I feel like I'm just like done with Batman. Like <laughs> I've had so much Batman, but I am excited for Selena. 
She's hot. That, I, from that first trailer where they showed just the I boots mean, stepping out, it was like, it was done. <laughs> but no, absolutely. I think I totally understand the thing about being kind of burnt out on Batman and not wanting to see that. But I don't know. I feel like this take is going to be I don't, different and interesting. I don't know. I'm interested for some reason. I think Batman is always kind of going to be good for a good beat em up type of movie. You're going to get your dark tones. The score is going to probably be moody. But I'm also into all of that stuff, so mm-hmm. it feels Do like you think Riddler that they're going the to like thing. try to connect this stuff going forward. I don't know. I go back and forth. I think that sometimes, yes, again, because I would like to see those things of Harley Quinn and Catwoman together, and I think there are some casting choices that should be moved over. But at the same time, DC is all about multiverse. Like and and that's not even like just movie wise. I'm just talking about like the actual DC Comics company. The company, yeah, is like the multiverse. That's they're that thing. Doing, <laughs> yeah, like they're always doing stuff with various realities and just bringing new people in. So I do also think you could just go ahead and reboot it, and you don't really have to make that much of a fuss about it. Look, they're doing it right now with Batman. Yeah, that's true. And it's just like, and I think again when you kind of look at Marvel and what they're doing with the multiverse and making that popular. DC leaning into that even more now, it's going to be like, oh, okay. It's selling. Mm. People like it. Let's just do that. How they let Marvel beat them to the punch like that? Damn. For a couple of things. <laughs> Damn. It's sick. I know that hurt. It's, <laughs> it's really sick. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of these movies in the you were like, I did enjoy some of them. Mm-hmm. Let me not say a lot. Let me not say a lot. That's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> a few of them I did enjoy. Like I definitely enjoy uh, Birds of Prey. Um, yes, that I did not like what they did to Cask, but like I did enjoy the rest of the movie. Um, <clears throat> I we watched Suicide Squad, both of them. Which one? Um, I rewatched both of them. Okay. The first Suicide Squad is terrible. I remember back when it came out and I thought that like, oh, this isn't that bad. Like I, rem- I remember it like excusing it, like, oh, well, it's all right, like it's not that bad. Mostly because I thought like, oh, Harley was dope in this and I like Deadshot. I think overall I remember I saying, was about like, to say, it was like really, Harley it's Deadshot. like Will Smith and Margot Robbie just have really good chemistry and they played their roles really well. And then it had Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. So yeah. it was like, oh, okay, this is hot. But no, it's an awful movie. <laughs> this movie is actually terrible. <laughs> But like that, those three, that one really... model girl cannot act. Oh, <laughs> bad. Like that weird like dance thing she was doing when she was moving. She was trying to give like Aaliyah's Queen of the Damn Gakasha coming out the club. It wasn't working. It was it real. It was jank. not cute. It was not cute. She could not act. The movie is also high key racist. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think um, David Ayer has this very weird like fascination and connection with like I think like LA culture mm-hmm. um because I looked it up and he's from like Michigan or some shit but he grew up in like like LA like South LA okay. so like I think he has this weird connection or like view about race and how things are because mm-hmm. I don't know why the hell like do they need to make El Diablo like look uh, like that <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh this is good this looks racist and like why did um not King Shark. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the alligator. Oh, uh, the crocodile guy. Croc- yeah. 
I can't remember his name, but why did he ask for BET? Oh, yeah. People like that. I remember some people <laughs> like there when that happened. I, you like, know, <laughs> the original Suicide Squad was terrible, but I will always give it its props because that first trailer that they showed at Comic-Con had the girl shook. Like, it did. I, Not me. I, I will never forget watching that trailer. And I was like, oh, this is about to be the movie of the year. This is, like, going to mm-hmm. be the first one to win. It actually did win an Oscar for, like, costume design. But, uh... <laughs> Which is another thing. It was also sexist. Like, why Harley got no clothes on? Her little panties. <laughs> <laughs> and the and heels. <laughs> and running up, running up walls at them too. The doll, yo, shout out to Margot Robbie. Shout okay, out to Margot, yeah. she did that. She is Harley Quinn. There's nobody who's ever going to be better than her. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. She is definitely like the way we talk about like Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about Harley Quinn. She's that girl. There's whoever tries after her. I'm sorry. Yeah, but. Which like, so, she didn't have no clothes on. And there was a whole scene of her, like, getting dressed and everybody staring at her. And I was like, this is very odd. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was bad. Well, watching that one compared to the James Gunn one, how did you, did you like the James Gunn one more? Because I remember oh, I the James like, Gunn one was a lot more. I liked it a lot more. Okay. Um, I well, liked, I liked the movie overall. Like, it was all right. Like, it was a better Suicide Squad movie. And again... Margot has truly been carrying the DCEU like on her back. Like mm-hmm. um Harley Harley steals the entire movie. Um yeah, like I like I liked it. It was a lot better than the other movie. I think there was a lot of things about it that were still James Gunn that I don't like. And he has this very like dude bro-ish kind of humor to me that I'm not really into. Yeah. Um that I didn't really like, but like it was better than the first one, for sure. Yeah, no, that, that wasn't was hard to do. That. <laughs> that, her little, her little, it was the first time you felt like she was this lethal, dangerous woman that they kept trying to make her out to be instead of, like, Manic Pixie, which yes. was cool. Which was cool for her. Now, to the future of the DCU. We, 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 let's not go there just yet. Okay, don't, don't, don't make me mad. <laughs> okay. Don't make me mad. Um, Harley was a good casting. I wanted to talk really quick about um, Black Adam and okay. The Rock. Are you excited for that in any way? I feel like I should be because low key, I like a lot of those characters. I like Black Adam. I like Cyclone. I like <laughs> Dr. Fate, even. You know, I don't even really like magic like that, but like, I, I like Dr. Fate. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be cheap. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be kind of cheap, but I, I don't know. I think I could be. It just, I'm excited it, for Aldous Hodge. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> The night it opens, yeah. but like I think about like The Rock and the type of movies that The Rock right, does. right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's like him is Black Adam. What is going on? You know, and especially like when you think about the character of Black Adam. Black Adam is like this very like menacing kind of stone cold, uh, little mean, angry. Everybody beneath my boot kind of thing. I just don't see that from The Rock. You're gonna see him giving people him the people's elbow and like raising that eyebrow. <laughs> like what? I think like I see the rock coming in to be like the rock. 
big and powerful and strong and knocking people down and like doing whatever he's doing and it's just like do i want that yeah like do i want that from black adam do i consider myself enough of a black adam fan to even really care like am i just going to go into this and say oh whatever like it's the rock playing black adam or like do i feel like i need to get invested in this because he's going to show up in other stuff you know that's weird that you say that because i feel like i do like black adam to the point where I would care that, like, damn, they kind of butchered him. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't think I care that much to, like... Cause I think, if anything, it would hurt me more as, like, a comic book fan. Because, like, damn, y'all didn't even try. Oh, my God. And then what's going to happen to Black Adam in the comics? Is he going to start looking like mm-hmm. The Rock? Isn't he, um... Like, Mena or something? What's his nationality? I think he's Samoan. He's, he's half... He mixed. Black Adam? Like black. Oh, I thought you meant The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) What? Oh, gosh. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. He's like Egyptian or something, isn't he? I think so. Or like from Kandak. It's like a fictional place that's in... Egypt or something? Oh. Was I right? Yes. Boom. Say I know. Okay. Mr. Black Adam staying over here. Oh, wait. This says he's from Philly? (laughs) (laughs) Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. This Wikipedia. I'm going to have to get into this Wikipedia. So, so you know what's actually interesting that I'm looking at this now? I've been thinking about another character to kind of do a deep dive into. And I was going to do Marvel's The Wasp. Because I feel like Jane was kind of a character I like. I don't know too much about her outside of her being everybody's friend. But maybe I'll do Black Adam. But mm. I also don't. But Black Adam also kind of makes me think of Namor, and I don't like Namor. Mm. They kind of have similar attitudes. Maybe it won't be him, but whatever. That's Black Adam. Um, I think out of all the DC, are you excited for the movie? I'm excited to see how this house is Hawkman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Something tells me they're not going to do a lot with the budget as far as Dr. Fate goes. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me he's not putting that helmet on. <laughs> oh, no. He has to have the helmet on. I don't think I don't he's think... going to put I think he might put it on once at the end when they have, when they suit up. I'm just like so interested to see what this movie is about. Did you know he they've been talking about this for at least like twelve years? This is like this is like how Channing Tatum was trying to get that Gambit movie made, except it's actually happening this time. Mm. That Gambit movie, cursed. <laughs> um, and then so you know all the things that are actually getting made. Again, Batgirl is also getting made, and the mm. costumes have been coming out. They're like set and pics have been shown. I like the costume. Yeah, that one shot of it looked a little cheap. And uh, <laughs> the other, it looked a little CW, but the most recent like little shots of it that have been coming out, it look all right. It looks nice. I think it's going to be nice. I'm excited for the girl. She seems really excited to be bad girl. Shout um, out to them for also casting uh, Alicia Yo. Um, yes. That's I do appreciate be that. Exciting. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I still don't know how I feel about being on Max, but 
you know, Blue Beetle was supposed to be on Max too, but they announced that that's actually gonna go to theaters. Okay, shout out to that. That shout means they must have increased increased his budget, but that also okay. means that that girl's budget, because <laughs> we saw <laughs> those director Max <laughs> movies are. <laughs> yeah. Um. But Mortal Kombat. I like Mortal Kombat. It was fun. How? And then the sequel just got it now. Hopefully we got to see a tournament in this one. That would be nice. If Katana's in it, then that'll be a, that'll increase it a lot for me. If she's not though, then they can keep it. I, <laughs> I just see Malusa. Oh. <laughs> That's what I need. Um and then the, 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 the flash is actually coming out, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. I'm not sure if it got pushed back due to the pandemic, but I do know that it's supposed to come out. Um and they Saying that it was actually supposed to be like a real reboot for the DCEU. I don't. But it's supposed to come like, out in November of, tw- of this year. Oh wow! Okay, that's gonna be interesting. You know, I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about them just like rebooting everything? I think they have to. I think so much of the past has been tainted by. The Snyder stuff and mm-hmm. um, such a divide between routes that they were trying to take with a lot of this stuff that it's best to just reboot it all. When, so with the reboot, start fresh. with the reboot, do we you can get rid of you like, can get rid of Kalel now. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> let her let her go. <laughs> uh, no, I'm definitely actually ready to let her go. I really hope they don't make a Wonder Woman three, but. Do you think with the reboot, like if they reboot, are they rebooting from like Baddison on, or is it like rebooting so we have Ezra Miller's Flash with Baddison, or are we gonna like, are we just gonna get this Baddison and then it's gonna be another new one? I think that they're rebooting to establish a multiverse. Okay. Like yes, we I think yes, we as fans have pretty much established that they have a multiverse, but I think that the movie Flash will be the, like the thing where they're actually going to say like from here this on is... out going forward we have a multiverse where we can just do whatever we want to do so yes you can come in and make sequels for this movie if you want to like because I think Aquaman comes out after, after. The Flash it right so like December. I think that they're going mm-hmm. to do that where they just say now the multiverse is established because I guarantee someone is going to come in and do a Justice League movie no, but it'll, it'll be a whole. It'll be a whole new cast. It won't even be like anybody else. It'll be like a whole fresh, like Justice League movie of their own, separate from everything else. I'll be okay with that <laughs> if it gets me a new Aquaman. It, right, that's what I think is gonna happen. Like, I'm not gonna. Lie. If anybody uses, uh, <laughs> you don't want him back. Who? <laughs> um, Jason Momoa. No, he can go. We've He's single enough. now. Good for him. Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he can go be single and do whatever he needs to do somewhere else. I don't. You know, so, so now we can talk about Aquaman. Because <clears throat> mm-hmm. I watch that movie pretty frequently anyway. You know, I obviously have to. Brand recognition and all that. 
But yes, yes. I always am so upset every time I watch it and we flash back to the two younger versions of him because it's like Jason Momoa already can't act. And then you got these two little boys who also <laughs> cannot act. With those contacts in. <laughs> With these contacts in. Oh, man, yeah. It was just like, what is going on? And it's, it's, and it's like so frustrating. It's so frustrating because there were like, I think Willem Dafoe was fine in the movie. Obviously, um, yeah, Orm right. was really good. Nicole Kidd. Like, I think there were so many good things about that movie and just the story and how they did things and moved it along. And like, it was a little bloated at times. You can tell they were trying to put a lot in there for an origin story and like this like coming of age and like him becoming king. Cool, whatever. You got it done. But like Jason Momoa and Amber Heard is Aquaman and Mera. It is They're like it's so bad. There's no chemistry between the two of them. And I don't I don't know if people like I was really up to date on like a lot of stuff that was going on set and like reading interviews and that. And I'll never forget Amber Heard was saying during the time of the movie, like she used to read books in between her scenes. And she was talking about how Jason is this guy who needs a lot of attention. And so she would kind of get to a point she would go to her books and he had like ripped pages out. To like play a prank, he was like one of those kind of guys. Yeah, like ripping pages out of her book so she couldn't finish them, or like wherever she was, like now she's missing half of the story. And it's just like, what? So it's like, I feel mm. like a lot of that tension and things <clears throat> that were going on like, really carried over. They're not good. Amherst kind of not a good person. Um, yeah. It's just, I, 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 I'm ready for them to just go. throw it away. But it's sad because I don't want to lose some of the things. Like, again, I like Nicole Kim and his mom. I think Yaya's Black Manta was a really cool thing. And I think he's excited to come back. I'm excited to I see want him. him to be, I want him to be Wonder Man. <laughs> oh, that would actually be hot. That would actually Wouldn't that be hot? hot. I want him to be Wonder Man. <laughs> that would be hot. Um, I'm excited to see Yaya. You know, like, that's that's my man. And I'm... Yeah, here for it that. just sucks he ended up in this like because I do think he could have been a good Black Manta. Totally. Um, it just sucks that he ended up in a movie that uses you know a pitbull song in the middle of a desert sequence. Oh my god! Like what? And it's like I get it again. Aquaman like did a lot of things. It was trying to continue in the vein of what Wonder Woman did and like kind of move away from the Snyderverse. It wasn't so dark and drab and gray and sad. It was bright right. and fun and big and like audacious and like the song was kind of supposed to be about that. But it was like it's not a good song. And no, it's not a good song. <laughs> you could have done anything. It's, not a good song. it's just not a good song. But I, I will always, you know, respect to that Aquaman movie because it broke records. It like killed it that year at the box office. <laughs> like, it was like the DCEU movie at the time. I'm actually really excited for the sequel. Um, not for Momoa, but just to kind of see like how the story goes. They had did the little animated series on HBO Max, which was kind of like an in-between thing. So I think it's going to play with some time and space a little bit. Aquaman, the cartoon character, he was going through like different parts of Atlantis and they were finding these stones that were like doing things. One stone uh, slowed time down, one stone moved time forward. One, I forgot what the last one did, but they were like dealing with that. So I think that's going to happen in the movie. I also wish they would bring that design. He had like the Poseidon look, the green short hair and the green beard. I think that looks hot. How you want his hair to be green? Yeah, like I actually, I, 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 I love that design. I actually would I like that's right. to have. Him. <laughs> we love it. We love a green. Okay. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, like that kind of like teal, greenish blue type of look. I think it looks really dope. Um, 
and I think Arthur would look really dope in it, but like we'll never see that for him outside of this cartoon. But it was cool. But I'm excited for the sequel, so I'm excited to see what James Wan does and like how he does the story. And again, whatever happens with Flashpoint and the DCU and just rebooting, I'm interested to see how they move forward. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope this. I really hope that I am at least in the ballpark of what they are trying to do. And with the Flash movie, they kind of like are establishing there is a multiverse and like everything counts is what they're kind of thing they're kind of going for and mm. that they start to find people and directors and writers and stuff who actually are like passionate about these characters and mm-hmm. want to make something great and um like move everything kind of forward they aren't hindered by whatever they kind of connecting things to and they just have their own kind of separate universes agreed that's fine just take take something and move forward like blue Be- blue beetle the director and, P- and and the director and the kid they cast as blue beetle both look like they're really excited about this yeah um, and you know we've talked about it on this show before that we think that like blue beetle should be huge um yeah, that's the so fifth like, pillar I, coming right there truly so like i do think that like there's some great ideas out there i think they just had to like really get the flash out there to just like drop the hammer do whatever you want to do going forward they just need to start finding the talent for it they can recast him too who Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Damn. I mean, I don't think he's gonna even going to be Thor that long. Right? I don't know. We'll see. Is that who you're talking about? No, I was talking about The Flash. Oh, The Flash. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely get rid of him. Yeah. How you cast somebody that can't run? He can't Although run. He... <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, y'all. How do you cast somebody to be The Flash that can't run? That doesn't make it's any sense. Good. It's not good. It's not good. He can go. Although he was online fighting, uh, going. He was like online bashing the KKK. Yeah, I it saw was that. Kind of... And the most strange rant. He's a strange man. Okay, I thought like everybody was like going up for it. I was like, this is weird. He's a strange man. Okay, whatever. Thank you for making me think I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hey y'all, if y'all listen, tell me if I'm wrong. I think it's weird. And I thought, and it it was also like from such a place of like privilege that this rich white man can like go online right now and like rant about the KKK and say all of these horrible things. And it's just like everybody's like, oh yes, this is great. Like what? Anyways, who was your least favorite casting in the DCEU? Him. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. (laughs) I don't Um, think you realize how much he bothered me when I saw him run. Like, it was like, what are you doing? I honestly don't even remember. He was pretty bad. I also did not really enjoy Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I do think that like Aquaman deserves um, the respect he deserves, and I do think even people like supporting the movie and the whatever shows that Aquaman is like popular. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't like the whole dude bro attitude that they kind of brought to him. Um, so, so like, bad. yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, I Lois Lane. You don't like I Lois? Don't... Well, I don't. I, I like Amy Adams. I don't think that that was a good portrayal of Lois. Mm. I feel like there's 
the lowest who I've come to know is from reading like these Superman books lately. Like there's a spunk, there's a zest, there's like this really just like kind of big personality. And I don't mm-hmm. feel like that was ever something they let her have in like Man of Steel or BVS or whatever other movie she showed up in. She was just like there, sad. She was just there. That's what I mean. I've always thought Lois had like, you know, a little attitude. But Yeah, we didn't get much of that. No. Um I feel like I I, I keep could keep going if I keep thinking, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have three that I really didn't like. I didn't like Jesse Eisenberg as Lex. Oh yes, I, I forgot about him. He was also terrible. That was like a really bad step for me. I just and and Man, that was you bad. know. I'm usually not one of those people. I can kind of understand when somebody comes into a role and they like try and change it around a little bit or make it their own type of thing. That was just bad all around. It was just mm-hmm. not good. Um, I also did not like Ezra Miller as Flash. Not necessarily because of the running thing, but I just felt as though they were trying to make Barry more of a Wally type and it just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, he also wasn't funny. And then I don't like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. And, you know, I remember when the doll was announced, I was very much here for it. And I was like, oh, yeah, we, like, got our live-action Wonder Woman. She looks good in this suit, da-da-da-da-da. I let some passes go for the first Wonder Woman film. And I was like, okay, like, I get it. Like, it's kind of messy, but that's just DC. Mm-hmm. You know, then we had Justice League, and we got Kal-El, no. And, like, that <laughs> really kind of was like, whoa, what's going on over here? And then 84 came out, and it was like, mm. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't deal with her. I, and, you know, honorable mention to Ray Fisher, because uh, he also is not one of my favorites, but, like, rewatching the Snyder Cut, I really did enjoy that cyborg story and portion of the movie a lot. And I say this as a cyborg fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, I would love... I think he kind of deserves a little bit better. Like, if you I had to give him a lot. It is. <laughs> but, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but but Josh Whedon's also a very bad man. This is true. And so it's like, whatever. Like, And out of everybody from that movie, who are you least likely to ever see again? That's fair. So, but Jovian Wade is the superior cyborg. Watch Doom Patrol. But yeah, those are like Gal. Gal's got to go. I'm sorry. You know, I always, I always thought it was weird that they, they even made everybody like try to accommodate her accent. <laughs> like they're Amazons. They don't have to like. They can sound however they want to sound. They can sound <laughs> however they want to sound. They come from everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They don't have to sound like her because she's... I need enough champagne to fill the Nile. <laughs> She's, uh, yeah, I don't ever want to see her on my TV. That is pretty privileged. <laughs> it will, it will be kind of like interesting to see with the Wonder Woman films what they do after Wonder Woman three if it comes out. Do we reboot Diana? Because mm-hmm. Gal's also kind of getting to. Well, obviously we got to reboot Diana, but when I say reboot Diana, I mean like. Do we reboot Diana in the sense that we're kind of gonna tell these stories over again? Or are we gonna like hit something else? Will we see a Nubia? In the DCEU at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I, I think the future of the Wonder Woman line is a lot more exciting than the current pipeline. Yeah. That 
I wish there was more down the current pipeline instead of there just being like. There's. What happens to that Nightwing movie? Remember that? We didn't, we didn't need that. We did. I don't think we did. Nightwing, you know, I don't. I don't like to give Dan Didio a lot of credit for things because I don't think he did a lot of good things. But he might have been right about Nightwing. Nope. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He might have he he been on the money there. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, there, but there, there's still gonna be a Green Lantern movie, right? I think there's one coming to HBO Max. So you're gonna get John. Oh no, no, no! It's Guy. No. What'd you say? <laughs> it's no, Guy Gardner. Yeah, they did. There's supposed to be a Green Lantern anthology series that does. Yeah, it's an anthology and like. One takes they all take place in different like eras, and one of them is with Alan Scott and he's gay, but it's like in the fifties I think or something like that. Another one is guy I think in the eighties, and um, I think they're using they're using some like made up girl for like (laughs) some new random girl that they made up. Not even Jessica. No. Oh. Yeah. So again, okay. so miss me with that. <laughs> and well, then that's a, there was also the announced Green Lantern Core movie, but that was like, I don't think that's happening anymore. Okay. Well, there the, was like they announced two. Static Shock too. He's getting a movie. That's not gonna happen. You don't think it's gonna happen? No, I knew that wasn't gonna happen when they announced it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know. Things They're are getting the made. Last year, <laughs> it's been a whole year ago. Things are getting made. I don't know. It's just it's slowly working. Maybe before it's starting to get, before it's like ready to be put out. And most of the time, you announce it when like you're ready to start putting some stuff out on it. You know, the biggest thing then last year, the biggest update about the Static Shock movie was that Michael B. Jordan was gonna be involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, the, like the whole like milestone relaunch has been kind of like bad. Kind of, it's been bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was. It was I also feel like they announced a lot more books. Yeah. Like, at the time, there was like seven or eight books that they announced that were supposed to be coming back, and you've gotten three. Yeah. Hardware, Static, and Icon and Rocket. I'm sorry to the milestone fans, but yeah, we tried. We got it back. That's something. Yeah. So shout out to them. But hopefully there actually is a Static Shock movie. I think it could be really. I fun. would love it. You know, Static is. <laughs> That's your boy. That's I think, always I, been. I would love that moment for you. Yeah, I just need to have some like again. I feel like a lot of DC properties have some great potential there but like mm-hmm. it just isn't anyone behind it that wants to like actually do it i guess or they want to do it but there's like i don't a know a lot of red tape or there's too much red tape behind stuff who knows but you know that studio famously has problems yes so. yeah we'll see how that goes i will say so this is like my final question for you in terms of the dceu we've got some things on the pipeline again black adam green lantern um supergirl flash that girl, Blue Beetle, all that stuff. Who do you want to see? Like that's uh, not what? announced. Oh, Green Lantern. Okay. I think that's so. I think that's 
so like untapped mm-hmm. like that i think that they could easily like make something really cool with the green lantern stuff my whole bias aside obviously like that's my favorite <laughs> superhero but like um that aside i truly think that like there's a lot that you could do there and that has never been done yet i mean they did it once and that was kind of the yeah. downfall to, to, DC, to dc from there <laughs> yeah and curious. Oh, fair. yeah. <laughs> but yeah i would love okay. to see that or the legion of superheroes oh okay that could be you know i feel like if i was so i feel like if the legion comes back i want them as a tv show yeah I feel like that world would get played with a lot better. Like if you can do multiple characters, like kind of over a long form setting and really like get into the story of the characters in school or whatever they do mm-hmm. and their flight rings, that would be fun though. I yeah. feel like I would like the Legion. I just, I don't know. They haven't had a lot of n- recent stuff. Mm-hmm. All their great stuff is in like the eighties and nineties and it's, which is hot. We, I do remember all that stuff being hot back then, but it's still like kind of older. It's so um, dated. Little. It's crazy, right? We get old, <laughs> man. Right? Crazy. Okay. You know, I think about Who the DCU. You you. This is gonna be weird because it's like not a big character, but I want to see the Red Tornado. Oh, I like him. <laughs> Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he, I think he's just kind of, like, a fun character. He's Ooh. got, like, really interesting powers. I think he's one who doesn't really get a lot of shine in a lot of things. And I just think he'd be a fun wild card to see. On a more, more realistic sense... You didn't like him in Supergirl? The show? Yeah, he was on a Supergirl TV show. I never watched that show. <laughs> <laughs> I've it was never. his costume was bad. It was very like <laughs> yeah, I I've, I've never seen a single episode of that show. Um but on the more broad sense, I actually think a lot of my DC faves are like accounted for. Of course there's someone like Zatanna who I'd really like to see, but I think there's something in the pipeline for her. So, we'll see. I think you know what? Vixen. Oh yeah. It's time. For sure. Like, let the girl get her things and, like, really make her the solo star that she deserves to be. Hot girl. She's got to be a hot girl. Yeah. Okay? It's time for her. They just do right by Vixen. Yeah. Okay. That was the DCEU. You guys, like, let us know what you think were your favorites, what movies you like, you think kind of hold up, or those that don't, 84, and who you might like to see in the future and even what you think. And let's go ahead and take a break. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite part of the show. It's the relaunch section. Um, I'm going to go first today because I have like a very quick one. I've been thinking about my good boy Bishop lately as usual i think i gave him a red guard team a couple of relaunches ago but this one i think i would like for him to clear the deck of all of the current captains and grab his own 
to like really kind of lead and like start teaching them. Maybe they could even help them out with the eventual war college if it actually comes. But um, I'd like to have the three new captains be following their new captain commander, Bishop. They would be Rogue, because she needs something to do. Danny Moonstar, because it is time. And the last choice is something that you and I have talked about and it kind of like woke it up in me, but it is um, Polaris. Yes. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> I love because it. Because I feel like, you know, I feel like now she's a part of the X-Men and we're talking about, you know, whether that team changes or not. And I think when you think about Lorna and where she goes next, obviously I feel like a lot of people think she'll go back to X-Factor. That's kind of been the brand that she's been associated with for so long. But personally to me, and you woke this up in me again, she's too powerful for that type of team. The detective, like investigative crew. She just doesn't belong there, and I completely agree with that. But she needs something to do that's not necessarily X-Men related. And I think she's kind of gotten to this point where she's proven herself that she's powerful, that she fights for mutants, that she wants to protect people, that she wants to defend. Why not a captain? And get a little bit of nepotism in there because she's Mag's daughter. You know, I I love that idea. You know, I had thought of her becoming, becoming a captain, and I think that, like, it's just the next step. That defender kind mm-hmm. of girl. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, like, the nepotism thing will be kind of fun with Magneto. Um, so I'm here for it. And yeah. like all those connections will be great. I don't think she's ever really even been around Danny like that. She's you never been me? around Danny. And I think I, I like this crew because Polaris and Rogue both have like their own connections with Bishop. You know, Rogue and Bishop have been on the teams a lot of times together and they have their own bond. So I think they would be mm-hmm. cool. I think Lorna and Rogue have been on teams together. So they're cool. Lorna was in like a real friendship. I never noticed that they've yeah. been around each other like, <laughs> like a lot. Um, and then mm-hmm. Lorna and Bishop. I mean, Rogue also kind of want to get with her daddy, so yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> but well, she's married now, so she's probably over it. Uh, but you right. know, and then I think Danny coming in is like that wild card member who like kind of knows them, but like doesn't really know them and like has her own little perspective. I just think that's a really dope crew, and so. One of the things that I've always really liked about Cyclops and Wolverine and their places in the X-Men is how they kind of have, like, a lot of the girls come towards them. And, like, they've got the, like, Logan's got his, like, sidekicks or the girls who you always know can pop up in his books. And I like to think that over the years, Cyclops has formed his own little group as well, like Pixie, the Cuckoos, Danny actually is one of them. I think it's time that Bishop gets his girls. Okay. And I think, you know... Yes, Lorna's Magneto's daughter, but like her being cool with Bishop would be nice. Rogue's cool with Bishop, that's nice. Danny, we can take her from Cyclops. He doesn't deserve. He's got magic now. And you know, I feel like Danny needs a little bit of like evolving too. Yes. Like, yeah. I think all those new mutants need to start to like start to do something else. <laughs> we can't mm-hmm. keep getting the team mm-hmm. back together. You know, I think everybody's starting to start to like level up, Move. I guess, and do something else. Graduate, girl. Get a new costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is time. Um, okay, so my relaunch is similar to yours um, in that it's like it involves a little bit of some reshuffling here. Um, we remember the title Extreme X-Men? Yes, I love that. Okay. Well, I would bring that back and I would actually have it be Iceman leading a team of elemental characters. The one thing oh. that like a lot of the elemental characters are like too powerful, <laughs> you know, and who better to teach too powerful than Mr. Overpowered himself. Okay. Mr. Iceman. So like I would have him with other um, elementals like Oya, uh, Wind Dancer, um, okay. Match, 
a you Petra. better tap into the new X Men. Uh, <laughs> right, I know that's right. And uh, Petra, and have some other characters back there around, like too. But it would be him kind of gathering up some of those elemental characters and really starting. I also probably have Storm, like you know, come in and help do san- sanctify the team. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's actually really a like dope idea to do. I think the elemental characters tend to get a little bit of the short end of the stick unless you are. I don't know. I guess all of them, unless you're Storm yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're a story yeah. itself it's like if you got elemental powers you you probably get left behind so then it'll be dope to kind of like finally get them in the spot because i know a lot of people do like those type of abilities exactly and i think that if you have a character like Iceman leading it you obviously are gonna give them something for them to fight so they can mm-hmm. all use their powers and stuff so you can make up whatever kind of villains and he needs to be like like leading something and teaching something and stepping up so he needs to get away from christian frost Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'll but, yeah. say it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she needs to get away. So, yeah. Extreme X-Men, the elemental characters. Okay, I'm into it. I like it. Yeah. Okay, Marvel, if y'all listening out there, please uh, tap in. We're yes. giving it to you, so <laughs> tap in. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Please make sure you rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast. We really appreciate all the comments you guys are leaving. Um, if you have any questions and concerns, you can find us on Twitter at Another Relaunch. You can find us on Instagram, too, at Another Relaunch. Email us, anotherrelaunch at gmail.com. You can find me on most social media platforms at UncannyLZ. Um, I also, uh, I'm on PS5 all the time now, so make sure you guys add Ooh. me out there on PlayStation Network. I'm okay. Marvel Man 90 um, Keenan, oh, where can cute. they find you? That's really cute. Right. Um, you guys, you, know, you, can, <laughs> you guys know you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Keenan Lance with an underscore at the end. And please be sure to tune into the Twitter as next week we will be having our first rewatch of the year. We will be doing, you know, it's Black History Month in February. Shout out to us. So we're going to be doing a couple special yes. things. So the first movie we're going to be watching is Catwoman starring Miss Halle Berry herself. Yes. <laughs> sure to check out the another relaunch Twitter for details on that. And the day we're going to be watching it, it is on HBO Max. So hopefully, it is in a country where <laughs> you have access to that and you have a subscription yeah. so you could join us in. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's going to be a good one to get back to. Yeah. All right, y'all. Uh, let's get up out of here. We'll catch y'all next week. See ya.